0: Right now? Yep. Okay. good. So you said this. Say it again. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Break. Breakthrough. Break. Breakthrough. 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 Breakthrough.
1: Breakthrough. A Next Fab, a next made, fab podcast. Made, made Podcast. A
0: Next, a next, a next fab, fab, made made fab Made Podcast. All right, I'll try again. Breakthrough. A Next Fab Made Podcast.
1: Breakthrough is a podcast series about making. Making discoveries, making a difference in the community, and making the world a better place. It's the stories of startups and inventors who are developing products that have social value by solving real-world problems. It's about artisans and entrepreneurs who have broken through the mold to live their best lives. In this episode, we spoke with Terrence Vann, a multidisciplined artist, designer, and street muralist based in Wilmington, Delaware, who has been highly recognized and received an individual artist fellowship from the state in 2017. His work has been shown across the region, including the Delaware College of Art and Design. Terrence dove right in to tell us about his journey, what inspires his art, and how Blockbuster Video helped put him on his path. Terrence, thank you for joining us here today at NextFab South
0: Philly. How yeah. are you? Oh, blessed. Um, you know, it's, it's awesome to be here. I'm feeling some extreme creative vibes going on right now, so uh, it's awesome. Dude, that is the desired effect of being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big time. Big time. You got robotic things happening. Uh, very cool. <laughs> well, Terrence, why don't you tell us uh, who you are and a little bit about yourself. Um, So, my name is Terrence. Terrence Van, Terrence-ism. Uh, I go by different monikers, I guess you could say. Um, I'm an artist. I'm I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. I'm a painter, muralist, uh, overall creative entity, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, And I just like to inspire people and and, and just kind of stay in a creative place when I make my art, you know, just to get it out there. Where do you find inspiration? (sighs) Where don't I find inspiration? (laughs) Um, Honestly, I... I've had bowls of cereal and got an idea from eating a bowl of cereal. I'm not even making that up, you know. Um, putting my clothes on, I've been inspired by how my jeans wrinkle when I, wow. when I pull them up. Uh, one, of my, one of my dreadlocks will fall down and be curled a certain way, and it'll make me think of an object, you know, in a painting. So it's like it could literally be anything at this point. So how does that translate into your art? Um vibrations uh, uh vibrations you know it's like finding finding a way to communicate that inspiration to someone who didn't see what you saw mm-hmm. but it usually boils down to a feeling more so than a literal image well for me in my art you know so it's like how do I how do I get someone to feel how i felt when i was creating this mm-hmm. and um not only that but to see something through whether it's a symbol or color even to tell a story you know mm-hmm. how do i do that and that's that's what i'm constantly kind of awesome, awesome. About. so
1: where did you find uh where did you find your passion for art at what age you know how did this how did this develop
0: for you <laughs> with dragon ball z if <laughs> <honest> enough. <laughs> yeah yeah with dragon ball z all right. uh when i was in fourth grade dragon ball z was like the biggest show ever and all my cousins were actually fairly decent artists at the time. They were in, they were in like, middle school and high school. And, I you know, I was in fourth grade just trying to do what they were doing with the little characters. And, uh, you know, my parents kind of put me into the music mm-hmm. side. Uh, but art was just always, always my thing. And uh, from there, it just kind of took on many different lives mm-hmm. since then. From graffiti to... Uh, All different types of things, yeah. And you grew up in Wilmington, correct? I grew up in Wilmington. Um, I I traveled a lot as a kid, just back and forth. Uh, My my family, you know, like, my mom and dad, like, weren't together, so I was always kind of, like, up here in uh, lower Delaware, Philly, kind of, like, all over the place. Do you think that had an effect on your art? For sure, for sure. Um, It... I think it had it had an effect on me because I had to constantly be thinking uh, because I'm in new environments all the time mm-hmm. and um, you know you have friends here and then you have friends there and friends here but it's like not always the same right. so it it kind of made me a uh, a creative person and I come from a creative family mm-hmm. um, they like my cousins and uh, my granddad is an artist so oh, yeah. I think it was kind of like a, a thing that was meant to happen. Yeah, it's in your jeans? Definitely in the jeans, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What kind of art did your grandfather do? Uh, so he's strictly a portrait artist. Okay. Um he used to he used to really like make these like hyper realistic portraits. Okay. Uh, out of Painting. Pencil. Oh pencil. Pencil and like charcoal. Okay. So old school. You, old school, yeah. yeah, definitely old school. And it was funny because like when I started getting into it you know i draw like kind of weird trippy stuff right. and i would like be like hey granddad you know hey check this out you know and he's just like you know what what is that you know and uh <laughs> it, it, in the beginning it kind of discouraged me i won't lie because he was so technical and and, and so clean mm-hmm. uh but i i and the generation gap of course Sure. but uh i i don't think he saw you know how the ideas translated that i was working on at the time right and, uh, I mean, it, it didn't discourage me, it just it just made me just think, okay, well, that's not what I want to do, you right. know what I mean? And we don't really even have art, we don't have a lot of art conversations, right. um, but I think now he's just like, whoa, I like those colors you use there, right. like, oh, how, you know, those shapes are, you know, that's, that's really interesting, so I think his mind is o- open mm-hmm. since then. Now, you ended up going to art school, you went to Delaware College of Art and Design. Well, I, I I didn't really like fully attend there. Okay. Um, I actually went to School of Visual Arts. Okay. In in New York, uh, but then I dropped out. So I, I was kinda like all over the place for mm-hmm. a little bit, but I didn't graduate uh from there. And I actually ended up graduating from the art institute of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Um, doing web design. I, oh. I, I quit art completely. <laughs> I I was um I was like, man, I just need to make some money. Forget all this. Right. <laughs> and uh Web design, you know,
1: was that like a natural transition for you? Or? No, no, that hard, that difficult. No, it
0: was. You want to know what happened? And man. I don't think I've ever really told this story. Ooh, uh, yeah, this <laughs> is the, yeah, yeah, exclusive content. I is, love it. It is. So I applied. I, I dropped out and like stopped. I, I had gotten a full ride to go to U Arts. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a full ride to go to Dcad and a few other schools. And I really wanted to go to SVA because at the time, I think it was, like, the number school, number two school, mm-hmm. art school. And I went up there, and I got, like, the full brunt of, like, kind of yuppie New York vibe. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, I, like, to the point where I... And it, it wasn't any, necessarily anything wrong, but it just kind of, like, discouraged me from, like, what art, what I thought art was mm-hmm. in, like, the art industry, you right. know? Because a lot of kids had, like, tons of money... And they had ends that I didn't have, and I'm like, no. man, I got like ten bucks, and I'm in New York. This is tough, man. So right. it kind of a city too. Oh, and the It'd school was Yeah, the school was seventy five thousand right. dollars, you know, a year. So it was kind of just like, oh, I can't do this, man. This mm-hmm. is this isn't for me. Not for four years. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna apply to Temple
1: mm-hmm.
0: for Tyler because I had I had some friends that went there, mm-hmm. and I didn't get in. Okay. And, like, at the time, you know, I was, like, 19. It, like, really hurt my ego, yeah. man. Like, I because I, I, I thought it would be, like, psh, I'm in. No problem. They saw I was in a the school. Right. They had my portfolio. And I didn't get in. Did you find out why? Terrible descriptions. Really? I, I, I really, at the time, I had very limited kind of, like, ideas on how to express myself through writing. Mm-hmm. So trying to translate what my art meant... It, it just didn't click and i could see them seeing it and being like you know this kid's not ready you know right. he, he, he's he's he may have the natural talent but it, i don't i don't think they i don't think it really fit for that program mm-hmm. um so long story short i was like kind of depressed man you know cuz i dropped out the school that i knew i was getting into mm-hmm. had you know rejected me nice. and i had no other plan there was literally no other plan so like I moved back home with my mom from New York, you know, and I was just, like, bummed for, like, six, seven months and just was like, man, forget art. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm I'm not even doing this because I saw what happened in New York. I just got, you know, rejected on the school that I really, right. in my heart of hearts, wanted to go to. Um, so, I started working at Blockbuster, oddly enough. I mean... You know, who knows what that? You're is. You're not. You're not <laughs> old enough to work at Blockbuster. Come on. I, the last year was around. When you were no, at the last Blockbuster? No, no, <laughs> but probably one of the, <laughs> one of the last 10. I, no joke, one of the last 10. And um, I started working at Blockbuster because I had a friend that worked there and I could get a bunch of video games for free. So I was like, all right, cool. And um, oddly enough, she had met somebody up here in Philly uh-huh. that was like, do you know anybody that does art or that he was like a um, recruiter for our institute of philly okay so they have a conversation she calls me up and says hey i told this guy all about you you would you want to do a uh, interview with him Mm for school i was like man whatever man and i'm like is this guy just trying to poach me just just because you know he has a quota to fill or blah 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 so i was just kind of like nah man and um then i just looked at the website I was like, you know what? I don't got shit else going on. I'm working at Blockbuster. It's not like it's like some <laughs> high-end job. ticking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, you know, not, not a lot of career advancement, you know. Right. And, uh, and it, then they shut the store down. Right. And I'm like, all right. The store got shut down. I got the guy's email. Emailed him. He shows me the stats. I said, what can get me a job? He said, Web Design is a 98% job placement rate. Okay. Signed up right there, you know. And there, there was no sort of portfolio needed. So I was like, hey.
1: So Blockbuster was that final shove that you needed. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah to it back was. Back art
1: school. Yeah, it was. It was. I and never would have saw that coming.
0: Yeah, so, you know, Blockbuster, you know, it, it was like once it shut down, yeah. I was like, man, I might as well try this. And um, I started, once I started, I kind of forced myself to fall in love with it, you know. And, and now what period of time is this? What year was this that you ended up at? or institute. This is, this is, two thousand, late two thousand ten, okay. into two thousand eleven. Okay, and um,
1: man, I, and so I was still a lot of web design activity. Still, sort of, and in the front of it, obviously, websites are around at that point, but yeah. still very much at the height of you know people, you know go you know needing web design
0: oh it was like the boom you know and like the mobile mobile app Uh, right exactly you know so it was like it it was a good field to get in Mm -hmm. and and like I was still I was doing graffiti at the time so Mm -hmm. it's like I was like living like two lives Mm -hmm. like so I had my like little graffiti gang that I ran with and then I was like going to school so during that time it was a wild time it was a wild time were you back living in Philly now at this point uh, no, so I was living in Wilmington at okay. first, and then I ended up moving back to Philly. Okay. Um, probably like when I had one year left in, in my uh, in my like tenure there. But How I long was, did you go there for? Three years, okay. three years, and um, it was really it was really nutty because I was waking up at six, walking to the train station, which was like ten blocks from my house, right. catching the train from Wilmington for my 8am class. And had three classes, all four hours long, and then catch the last train Good Lord. to come back into Wilmington and then go paint outside, you know, in the streets for about four or five hours right. after that. So I would have, and I had a job like at a restaurant. So I was just like, I was just running wild at that yeah. time, you know, but it was, I think a lot of it was because of the art not really materializing like how I wanted to. Right. As
1: the conversation progressed, Terrence described how he started his career in web design for corporate America and the role it played in developing his art.
0: After I graduated, I got a job the next day. Uh-huh. I literally got. A they job weren't kidding about day. that, 98%. They were not. You know, <laughs> they were not kidding. Like it, it was almost too soon because right. I was like, "Damn!" Need like downtime, right? Yeah, yeah, like I'm trying to decompress. At the same time, the job was offering me sixteen dollars an hour, right. which. I was like, hey, man, like, I was working in a restaurant for tips, and, like, I was like, I need health care, all these different benefits that they have. I was like, hey, I'm in there. So I was working for uh, Yellow Book, actually. Okay. The uh, phone book company. And they switched to. Just I know. I right? all these I companies go to to Blockbuster <laughs> the yellow pages. Yellow like. pages. It, it was the same thing. When I got there, <laughs> they went through a whole company rebranding and changed it to HiBu, which was like kind of weird. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they changed the HiBu and so go to online directory type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So like I was on the in the web department doing that. Okay. And it was like it was just a factory, man. It was yeah. like I mean we're talking not fields. artistic at all no no just fields of cubicles crank yeah cranking out subpar material right. it, it just just because you know not even for any sort of artistry or mm-hmm. so i was working there and at first it was cool you know i could buy some new clothes you know i got a car and i was just like getting used to even being able to support myself assisting right yeah. right and then um About a year in, it really just, corporate America really hit me. I was like, whoa, like, this is big. This is, this is, there's something going on here that's representative of something I don't want to be a part of. And, um, well, not in that capacity, you know what I mean? And uh, I started to kind of. I started to be like a defector kind of, you know, like I stopped going to meetings, but I was like the, one of the best designers there. So right. no one would really bother me because I could take all the extreme clients because I was like really good at customer service. Okay. So, you know, I was the only guy that could really like take the extreme clients and do it right there on the phone. Right. So they would pretty much let me do whatever I wanted. And uh, so I stopped going to meetings and it all started because someone told me to take my hat off and there's people walking around the office with hats on. And I'm like, why do I have to take my hat off, man? And they're like, it's a department-to-department thing. And I'm like, but we're on the same floor. Right. Like, I'm literally yeah. sitting well, next
1: to... not just a company thing. Right.
0: Like, I'm sitting next to the IT guy. Like, I'm sitting next to DNS, and they have hats, and they're chilling. And it was all casual anyway. So right. I'm like, why are you asking me to take my hat you off, You weren't man?
1: client-facing, right? You are probably all over the No, phone, right? no, no. No yeah. client-facing
0: at all. So I was just like... You guys are, I see what's going on. You guys are trying to control me, man. That's okay. that's what's really going on. So right. um, I started doodling, and that's when I started growing my hair. Okay. So, like, this is my my locks are literally my journey into art. Like, how long they are, because wow. that's exactly when I started growing my hair as, like, a protest for them telling me to take my hat off. So it started to get wild, man, you know. But um, That's awesome. But during that process, when I started to grow my hair out, I started to like then care less, Mm -hmm. so now I'm in there doodling. I was uh, borrowing everyone's highlighters, so I had this huge highlighter like repository in my in my joint, and I would do these little doodles. I'll show them to you after. And um, during my 15 minute break, and then it started being 30 minutes, and then I'm doing hour long, full blown drawing illustrations in in the uh, in the office. And people are walking by like, hey man, like I didn't know you could like can you draw something for me? And I'm like, Yeah, sure, man. Like I'll draw something for their little desk. And right. uh so, you know, a few months later, I look down into my drawer, I have a stack like this, hundreds, wow. hundreds of sketches, hundreds of sketches. And uh people are like, What are you gonna do? And I'm like, what, what's the what's the goal? And <laughs> what can you do? What can I do? Right. You know, and uh then it hit me it hit me, like literally like like a gift, um, they had industrial scanners, they had, so the great thing was, at the yellow pages, at yellow pages, sure. the great yeah. thing Top was, the line, they had, printing equipment, and everything, right, technology, right, so I had all the apps I needed, okay. and I made a book out of them, I literally made a book all on company time, <laughs> all, like literally, the entire thing nice. was on company time, and I called it Killing Time. Yeah, I, I, it was that that's kind of what started like got me started. So I, I made this book, okay. And um, f- during that process, I started to get back into painting, mm-hmm. which I hadn't done for years, and I was like terrible at it. Mm-hmm. And it was really like starting to, I was like, man, I gotta get better at this. I have this, I have all these drawings, but it doesn't feel like impactful enough. A painting would, would take it so much further. Uh, so I started just staying up all hours of the night. You know, just I'm used to the graffiti hours, so it Good. wasn't really like a problem. I get home from work. I was painting five to ten hours after I get home from work. Wow! So you know, there was at a certain point getting obsessive with it. It was just getting crazy, and mm-hmm. I knew I no longer really wanted to work at that job. So I was putting like obviously <laughs> all like literally all of my spirit and energy was going into this, and um, then. I was post, I was just post little things on Instagram mm-hmm. about, you know, just what was happening to me, like just overall with the art and everything. What year is this, by the way? This was 2014. Okay. And so Instagram's really starting to hit and get yeah, popular. Exactly. Exactly. So I kind of like, and the, the drawings that I was doing each day, since I would get to work at 7am, uh-huh. I would check Twitter and get all the news before anyone's awake. So I would do the drawings It was like magic to people because by eleven a.m. the news that they're just hearing about already had a topical drawing about it.
1: So you were drawing inspiration from current events and news and things you were seeing on Twitter, right? And then drawing, you know, and then making art from that, right? And putting it on
0: Instagram, exactly. And it was, and they were going. Some (laughs) of them were going viral because it was like no one was up to do the do the like. and this so was before, time,
1: just so timely and topical.
0: Exactly. And this was before Instagram was like super artist heavy, so it's like it wasn't really a lot of that right. sort of topical. So you were cutting through all that static. Exactly. Exactly. So, um it got to a point where then people were just like, "Hey man, like what are you doing? Like where like where are you going with this?" And um I was like, "You know what? I want to have like an art show." But I didn't know what it really meant to have an art show. Mm-hmm. But it, like, things just started to fall together at a point where it was just, like, beyond synchronicity. It was just, like, right. actual purpose. And then I recognized it. And that's when everything changed. I recognized it. Like, not not, not like, oh, this is happening. Oh, that's a coincidence. Like, no, this is happening because you're s- literally supposed to be doing this. Right. You're not supposed to be doing anything else, especially at this time. And once I recognized that, I was like, oh, no fear. I don't care about my eight bosses that I have. You know, th- right. I'm scanning hundreds of drawings in front of them. Like literally in the executive quarters area, I'm scanning these drawings and people are just walking by like, this is normal, (laughs) you know? So I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, And then I get a call from a buddy of mine who's like, hey, I I have a, you know, a girlfriend who's opening up a tea shop Mm -hmm. slash gallery. She just opened it up and I went and looked at the space and I was like, it just like popped into my mind. Like, literally, uh, just another gift. I saw the whole layout. I, I knew exactly what I you had to do. Visualized
1: that you knew exactly what you wanted to do. I knew
0: exactly. Because, the, the literally, like, the the art series that I was working on mm-hmm. matched. She had painted her walls all these crazy colors. I, hadn't, I had no clue. I walked in and saw this and met <laughs> her and everything. And then she didn't really see my art, though. Mm-hmm. We just had a conversation. And this is when I knew. I brought, the next time I brought the entire collection and was showing her and she like cried. She like teared up because she knew how, like she knew what was about to happen. And, um, so in February I had the, I had the show, it was called life through color and, um, 200 people show up Wow! and, uh, I make, I make like a thousand dollars. Um, I made like a thousand bucks my first show sold out all my prints wow. and uh it was just like uh it was just like complete confirmation right. because I, I had no other experience on curation or anything like that um that's amazing so i was like oh yeah i'm out of here man and probably <laughs> seven seven months later so i had the show in february so that year and i was still working at Highbu. Uh-huh. that year from february to november I either had or participated in about 10 art shows. Okay. Because it just, once people saw it, it just kind of just started to exponentially right. grow. So by November... So each I one me. more
1: successful than the last?
0: I wouldn't say that, but it was like, the first one was so big that it was just like, Adding to momentum though, because sure. they saw that this first one, they were like, "All right, well, how did this?" And everyone was asking me how I did it, and I'm like, "I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I really don't know." Started with doodles. Yeah, seriously, because a lot of seasoned artists weren't like they. It was almost like a, like a coup happening. Like, right. like it. No one had anticipated it. It came out of nowhere. So, it was, and it changed the whole city. Like once once they saw, because I didn't take any of the avenues to get there that everyone else took. But, um, so blah, 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 you know, I was and this doing, is
1: all sort of happening in the creative district down in
0: Wilmington, along yeah, market this, street and the art loop down there, right? Absolutely. And, um, I was one of the first artists that they reached out to, to really start to, um, kind of facilitate some community relationships sure. and how, how to, and like, it was so surreal to me cause I'm like, I don't even know how I got here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm still working and it came to November And I get this email, and it's from my friend who's been poaching the Philadelphia Mural Arts listserv and just forwarding them to me. And um, she's like, the Sixers need somebody to come up with these these mural programs. And I'm like, I'm like at my desk at my job, and this is when I knew I was going to quit. So I was just like at my desk like, if I call this man... And I had This it, right? I had no mural experience at the time. Moment. Yeah, exactly. I had no mural experience at the time. I had no programming experience at the time. You a Sixers fan? Huh? Oh That's yeah, it. absolutely. Right. So absolutely. you're excited,
1: right? This is exciting for you, right? So
0: as soon as I saw the Sixers, I was just like, okay, if I can somehow weasel my way into being this experienced artist that they're mm-hmm. looking for, I'm in. Right. It's over at this job. Like I knew it. So like literally I get on the phone, go into the break room, and I call the guy. I'm like, hey, you know, I uh, saw your email, you know, I'm an artist here based, based in the Philadelphia area, blah, blah, blah. He's just like, well, you know, send me some stuff. And I'm just like kind of panicking, like, all right, um, let me get some stuff together, and I'll send it to you tomorrow. Okay. And I uh, sent it to him. I didn't hear back until the end of the week, and uh, I was just like, you know, kind of at my desk, you know, just like, please, please. And, um, the guy's like, oh, it looks great. Uh, we'll give you a call, uh, next, next couple of days and we'll start setting up how, how to, uh, you know, get you the supplies, blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, boom, nice. you know what I mean? So like the following week I was just kind of just like looking around and <laughs> I, I, On cloud was, nine. Yeah. I, I knew it was over right. and I told my manager, like I was cool with my manager and I told him, I was just like, you know, I'm done here. You know, like I'm not doing two weeks. I'm not doing any of the formal exit stuff. Like, right. I'm just done Friday. And she was just like, just kind of like taken back. But she was like, you know what? Everyone kind of knew it was coming. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because right. my, my coworkers came to my first show and they were just like, who the hell is this guy? Right. Like, wait, you know what I mean? Like, what? Because I, you know. So then I quit my job and simultaneously while I quit my job, I did, I'll just, it was all on faith, but I moved into a new apartment. Mm-hmm. So like all my bills doubled. And I I quit my job, you know what I mean. And, and like I'm trying to like tell my girl, I'm just like, trust me, please. Like I know this is, sounds crazy, but like it'll work out. Man, just believe in yourself. Just I was just believing like pure because I the the events that got me there were were so out of my control that I was just like, this is going to happen. Right. Like you, we don't have to worry. You know what I mean. Um, the next month in in December. Uh, someone who bought some art from me calls me and is like, "Hey, I have two extra tickets to Art Basel in Miami. If you want to go, like it was it was insane." So right after I got done the Sixers thing, we go down to Miami for Art Basel, which is like the central art experience in the okay. country, really. Um, so this is this is two months after I quit my job, and I go down there. Uh-huh. First, I walked into a hotel that was having an art show, and all the art shows are mostly free. Right. I walk in there, and Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys are standing right there. Okay. You know what I mean? I walk right. into another show and 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 bump, literally bump into Kehinde Wiley. Right. Literally bump wow. into him, and like he turns around, I'm like, <laughs> whoa, right. you know? So like, it was just like another confirmation, like you can take this to high, like the highest level. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then. I started 2016 off, no job, the most inspired I ever been in my entire life, and my rent was paid for two months, so I didn't have to, I didn't have to stress on it, right. and I just went to town. I painted a whole art show in two weeks, just locked in, just literally locked myself in the studio, and was painting for like 12 hours a day, just off of pure inspiration. Wow. Um, That's awesome.
1: Next, Terrence describes his impressions of NextFab, his first project in the region's top maker space and being an entrepreneur.
0: For years, I was just trying to get so good at painting mm-hmm. that I wasn't really thinking about how I could create, not only with other mediums, but in a 3D space. Mm-hmm. And um, recently, that's been something I, I, I've really been trying to focus on because I've got to a a place where painting is beyond what I thought I could get to. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like a bizarre, it's like weird. Mm -hmm. It's like, I thought it would take me like 10, 15, 20 years to get to the point where I'm able to paint some of the things I can do now. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, okay, I have to do something else. But... Or need another this, outlet, right? I need another outlet, or else is, this is going to start feeling like a task. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: um, you just get tired of it after a while. It's like a musician who keeps playing the same type of music all the time. Like you can only play the blues for so long before you right. move on to jazz or country or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: just just expanding. You know what 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 you believe you're capable of. So when I'm in here and I'm seeing 3D printers and I'm seeing you know laser cut wood, you know, being made into these beautiful designs and, um, all these tools, you know, this, this has been outside of my reach for so long. Um, cause I, I couldn't afford, you know, a 3d printer to, sure. you know what I mean? Or I, some of these things just haven't really been in my consciousness. So it's like walking through here is like walking through like, uh, like Willy Wonka, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. A chocolate factory type thing yeah. for, for artists. So it's kind of, kind of trippy. Awesome.
1: Well, I probably know the answer to this, but do you consider yourself an artist or an entrepreneur?
0: Entrepreneur. 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 Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a blend them um, because, you know, entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is is an artist with idea, like it mm-hmm. is is an artist on conveying ideas, mm-hmm. developing an idea. Like, so, an entrepreneur can come up with a new way to develop toilet paper and be a. Billionaire, You sure. know what I mean? And and had nothing to do with creative spark. But then an artist, you know, artists are, it's going to sound weird, but artists are almost kind of like a different species <laughs> of, of like, it's almost like some X-Men type stuff. You know right. what I mean? And a lot of artists, since they're so in their own minds, a lot of the time, they don't really, they don't really know how to monetize mm-hmm. what they're doing. And how to develop it, and I talked to a lot of artists, and the the thing that's missing is they never got encouraged to do that, mm-hmm. and and what's been reinforced in their mind is that artists are going to be starving, artists aren't going to be able. I was just saying, and
1: you've really bucked that stigma, you know, you've you know well, slapped it right in the face. Well, there's ups <laughs> and downs, you know what I mean. Right. I, I've, I've made a lot of
0: money and then bills parking tickets, sure. uh, you know, court, court fees, things things right. can
1: add up, you know what I mean? And then now, it's now, those like, who make a lot, you tend to spend a lot though. Yeah. Well,
0: and it takes a lot to yeah. maintain, you sure. know, like making my own prints, right. um, you know, developing my own banners. It's not all profit. No, no, right. no, definitely not. I mean, shoot, you can make ten thousand dollars and you gotta spend ninety five hundred dollars on the next project or something. Yeah. It's like damn like
1: So it forces you to look at it in more of a business sense as opposed to truly holistically
0: an art form. Absolutely. And and I knew I knew I didn't want it to be just a hobby. Right. So it's like I had to change my thinking and I think because of the first show being so monetarily successful, mm-hmm. it it kind of supercharged that because I didn't have I didn't have to go through like 5 years of like it not working out and right. you know like not being able to make the money. I saw that it could make money immediately and a lot of artists just didn't know how to do it. And it was because I was working at a place that I learned how to scan my own images. Mm-hmm. I could scan my paintings sure. and make my own prints. Art, some artists didn't know how to do that. Right. You know, I I had entrepreneur friends, so I, I signed up with PayPal and got the card reader sure. for the first show. You know, I, I had right. things in place in my mind that were kind of bigger than just creating right. as an artist. So it's kind of like... Like a mix, I think.
1: As our guests always do, Terrence concludes with some advice for aspiring artists.
0: Number one, believe that you can do it and um, believe that there's something larger to you that will help you do it when you're locked into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like the universe really is paying attention to your intentions. So it's like, if you're like, hey, I want to be an artist that's like one level. There will be no response. But then if you're like, hey, I wanna be an artist and then you start doing it, then it's like a little a little mm-hmm. opportunity comes your way. Right. And then you're like, all right, you could get one opportunity and and I've seen some people get opportunities and their ego explodes. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And uh then that actually prevents them from being able to manifest further things. Sure. So it's like believe, stay humble, mm-hmm. um stay aware stay aware of of yourself as you grow and stay aware of the market you're in you know your surroundings just stay aware period Uh, and have fun with it don't you know it's it's have fun with it somewhere like even if you're painting about tough subject matter or you know you like have fun painting it like Mm -hmm. the actual physical part of painting it or have fun marketing it like somewhere along the line have a lot of fun with it uh so that you stay kind of almost in like a the mind space of a kid right you know what i mean and um keeps it genuine keeps it authentic absolutely absolutely and and um the last thing the last thing i would say is um work hard period that's 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 uh that's actually the number one, for real, you know? I mean, some people are blessed where things just happen, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a lot of internal work that could have happened that right. w- people don't see, you know what I mean? Um, like for me, I do so much mental work mm-hmm. before I even get to the canvas, mm-hmm. and it's, it's almost harder than physical work. Mm-hmm. You ready to
1: have some fun with this Philly Weekly box?
0: Yes, yes. Let's give sir. our
1: audience a little, uh, little uh, clue into what we're doing. Terrence here for his first project at NextFab is going to work on a collaboration with Philadelphia Weekly, who is refurbishing their old newspaper boxes. They got a bunch of new ones in. We're going to take the old ones. We're going to decorate them. We're going to find some other artists. Terrence is going to be the inaugural artist to decorate the PW box here yeah. in the paint room at NextFab South Philly. You ready? I'm ready. Awesome. Well, thank you Let's very much it. for speaking with us today, Terrence. We really appreciate you taking the time, sure. traveling up here. Your story is truly inspiring. Oh, and we can't you. wait to see you around
0: the shop. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank All you. All right, man, you got it. No doubt. No All right. Doubt.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Breakthrough. I'm your host, Ron Bauman, serial entrepreneur, founder of Milk Street Marketing, and NextFab member. To learn more about how NextFab can make your ideas come to life, visit NextFab.com and be sure to follow hashtag NextFabMade on social to see what our members are making.